like to build up Weeks. all the uh, all the anticipate. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Let's say hypothetically that I don't know anything about fly fishing. Yeah, right? It was like this instant eight-way man crush. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the fence. Yeah. The time we've been doing this podcast, I've never seen Uncle Buck perk up his, his dolphin procreation. <laughs> Like you just flipped up out of your chair. Yeah, he just blew out his blowhole. <laughs> and that's pretty much my dream coming true is to actually meet you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the humblest Shy guy I know. Humble. Work and do uh, trade shows in Harrisburg, uh, Pennsylvania. You meet some pretty wild guys. You blew it! <laughs> I'm the worst PR person ever. Fire me. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. You are in the current. Hey, buddy. What's hey. going on? Fancy meeting uh, you here. We are the Rutten River Pursuit Podcast, your home for all things epic in the outdoors, as I like to say from time to time. You have, yeah. Uh-huh. Who do I got with me tonight? This is Dave. I'm Will. Uncle Buck. Hey, and I'm Ryan. Fellas? What's going on, bud? How you been? I'm good. Deaky, I haven't seen you for a while. It's been like two weeks. Yeah been out and about two weeks feels like a long time away from this crew doesn't it it does it's good to be back though it's nice to be around this table nice to be talking about the outdoors speak for yourself <laughs> oh boy wow oh, i'm just kidding just kidding. i hope it kind of hurt oh get over it <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay well where have you been what's what have you been up to um one week i was in colorado checking out some stuff um, places for us to hunt along the Milk that, River. You know, like current day Colorado, it, when you're just checking out some stuff, means something way different than it did Colorado five years ago. Uh, we were at a concert. We did some hiking, some sightseeing. You know, it was a good time. <laughs> got, got noted, noted, noted. noted. Where'd you see this concert at? At uh, Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, so it's not just any epic. concert. It's it's a pretty awesome concert hall. Like the best sounding audio i've ever heard natural yeah it's other just, than this podcast yeah oh, natural uh, yeah, exactly thanks but, um, thanks yamaha but yeah the the audio and that and the performances were great i mean why you watch this well the sun you don't really watch a sunset it sets kind of behind you but you can see uh denver down to like the city off like from like the the skyline mm-hmm. so it's pretty awesome sunshine state yeah but uh it was a nice, we, we landed, <laughs> yeah, it's not it at all, but uh, we landed, it was 97 degrees. I thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier. <laughs> John Denver is not accurate. Man. <laughs> <laughs> saw, saw a big shrine to him at the, uh, at Red Rocks. They had like a nice little museum going on of John Denver, like a little tip of the hat to him. I guess he played there a bunch of times. Were you Rocky Mountain High? No, not at all. Colorado. Nope, but uh, <laughs> it was definitely harder to breathe there. I'll give you that. Was, you, you mean you didn't pack any PRBCs? No. To take no. with you? I think what? Packed red blood cells. Oh. You can, like, athletes have been known to, like, that's how they can dope naturally. They will, like, pump. How do you pack them, though? You give yourself a blood infusion with the PRBCs, packed red blood cells. It's a... Part huh. of you know when you donate blood, that's one of the three components that they will plasma is the is one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so huh. blood doping, fresh frozen you platelets, know. and then you're packed. But you rats. have to take it through an infusion. It's not like a, not pill. a pill, right? No, you can't take a pill. You have to, you know, it's, yeah. it's like an organ transplant, really. When you're, I would blood need like a mule, but pack mule to back mine up. <laughs> we we uh, <laughs> uh, who's that? That's just Will's blood sherpa, <laughs> blood sherpa, <laughs> blood sherpa. <laughs> heme sherpa. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no problem. Yeah, there. Yeah, but uh, there was a lot of people cycling in like very high altitude, which I was just like, "Good for you, bud!" Like you, like that's amazing. I'm having trouble walking from the car to like, you know, a flat trail, and uh, not not trouble walking, but trouble breathing. And like you just, you got out of breath a lot quicker than normal. You're like, you should see me at sea level. I'm real tough. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really, really tough. But uh, we did one trip up to Mount Evans, which was 
14,000 feet at the parking lot. So um, that was pretty awesome. And there was like another <clears throat> half an hour uh, hike to the very peak. That was just Was there any, s- any snow on the peak yet? Uh, not the peak we were on, but like other ones you around see us. It. We could see snow yeah. all over the place. That's amazing to me. There was actually I some snow below us, like uh, downhill. When, when we were driving up, there we saw some patches of snow. And uh, that's actually how I noticed some elk. Because uh, I'm like, that patch of snow has like raisins moving across it you know because it's very this was like a good mile away okay snow right. raisins and i'm like i'm like yeah i'm like what what is that and like it's yeah. moving are you trying to sneak some snow raisins in on this view <laughs> i was yeah. thinking of california raisins i was trying to come up with something <laughs> just clever. singing yeah but uh then we got closer on another switchback and uh i could see that it was elk and they're still like 800 yards away it was but it was it was great it was pretty I cool to see through the great uh, Saw some uh, mountain goat, and Nuh-uh. s- yeah, yeah. It was, we were really excited because driving up the switchbacks, we're like, oh, you know, in the car, we're like, oh, there's there's a mountain goat. There's two of them, and we're all like, you know, have cameras out taking pictures, and we go up a little bit. We drive another ten minutes. There's some more. Get to the very top, and like, we parked, and I saw some people that were like near the parking lot, and there's like a bathroom on the other side of them. So I'm like, I needed to go, go to the bathroom. So I'm like walking past. Go on. And I didn't even notice it, but there was like a mountain goat right beside the sidewalk on the way to the bathroom. I'm just like, So oh. you, you cut in line in front of the goat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, no, like they're, they're Sorry. all- Sorry. <laughs> the, the people were getting like way too close though to, to these goats. And like there was some uh, park rangers telling them to get you know, back up because they would get rammed. But, uh, yeah, I, I experienced something very similar to that. We were, when we were in Tennessee, in the great smoky mountain, I couldn't believe how dumb people were when there was a bear. (laughs) These are bears. Yeah. People. Oh my gosh. Look how cute they are. Oh, here's two little ones. Uh, No, it's like, I'm telling my kids, I'm like, get back in the car. Come on. We're going to keep driving Mm -hmm. because we're going to read about some of these people tomorrow. And then. On the way back down, like after we're going, we're driving back down, there's like a traffic jam. Here it's two uh, bighorn sheep in the middle of the road. That's cool. And people were trying to get close to that. And they're like double the size of the mountain goats. They're big. Yeah. And, you know, they have the big horns going on too, like nice full curls. Big curls, yeah. And uh, they're like trying to hand feed them. We're just like, you guys are going to get hit so hard. <laughs> and uh, we kept driving off after you know, we saw that. But you know, just beautiful area. We pulled up to this mountain lake. There's a guy fly fishing there. He's, and like right as we're pulling up, he's catching a trout. You know, it was just very picturesque. It was, it was great. Very nice trip. What, you Too know what short. they call that? Hmm? What do they call that? A nature gasm. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like everything that you'd ever want yeah, in real life. Exactly. But uh, we we're, we're stayed around Golden, Colorado. Very nice town. There was like Did a- Did you tap the Rockies? I was just yes, going to say- Yes, we, we toured the Coors Brewing Company facility. And that, that was phenomenal. I um, have to ask you, does Coors truly taste better? Well- there? I, or does it even taste? I, I it's, first let's establish that. Does I mean, it taste? It, out there? You're in the woods and, and a tree falls down. <laughs> it was beer. Yes, yeah, definitely. The Coors Banquet beer is better, and that's like brewed right there. I mean, all everything we taste tested was brewed right there. But um, I was just impressed. Like the the whole facility was like miles long, and because uh, they actually they do their own. Uh, what is it when you like take raw aluminum and you make it into an actual aluminum can? Like they smelt. Manufacturing. Yeah, they, they Smelting. smelt the aluminum to manufacture the cans. They, they make the glass bottles all at this facility in it, Colorado. Is that the reason for the smelt die off? Where you guys up were at in, in Canada? Yeah, I bet. Because <laughs> yeah. Coors was like, ah, oh, we mining, need more cans. They were not mining <laughs> the smelt. But I was just impressed with that. You know, everything was from the creation of the bottle of making the bottle to the brewing of the beer and packaging was all done on site. And I brew a lot of different beers. I was surprised like Killian's is all brewed by them. Blue moon, all these other like quasi micro brews. Yeah. Yeah. Are I mean, all, all brewed by them. 
Is so. the appropriate term for that macro brew? Is that is that a oh, thing? Oh yeah, that's the that's the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the big Bud Light and I thought that like the fake micro brews were what yeah, we like call Blue Moon. I don't be. know if they refer to them as, but they're the ones that you know the. It depends on how you look at them. They're the lucky ones that get bought out and never have to work again. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Sam Adams put out a line uh, that I fell victim to. I guess yeah. I thought it was a true micro brew. It was a uh, Rebel Yell or something right. like that IPA. But then at the very bottom, it's like. Sam Adams. <laughs> hmm. Got me. One one awesome <laughs> one awesome thing that I really enjoyed about Golden Colorado is there's a stream that flows through the town and it actually did like a habitat restoration type thing. I don't know if it'd be habitat, but they created infrastructure within the stream so there's rapids and there's, you know, there's obstacles within the water. And so they had, you know, people were whitewater raft or whitewater kayaking, stand up paddle boarding and tubing all through this section of town. And they would just, you know, tube for 200 yards, get out, walk back up 200 yards and do it over and over again. Sounds was, like a nice little trip for your high school buddies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, I just thought that was, that was a pretty neat way to create water feature and uh, something to do downtown. Yeah, because there's guys, and it was some pretty good rapids, and guys were in kayaks, you know, just doing front flips into in a wave pool, and it was it was very impressive, but cool area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what'd you do this last week, then, Deaky? Last week I had a meeting I needed to attend and could uh, not miss it. Not not near as exciting. As yeah, it. No, I like no. the Colorado story yeah, better. Yeah. yeah, but I have been. I've, I've tried something, and it's all because of you, Buck. What? Wait. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, so you put the bug in Stevie and I's ear for trolling bottom bouncing rigs early spring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is this the worm harness? Thing? Yeah, with the worm harness. Okay. So I had two days, actually three times since I've seen you guys, I've had a couple quick little hours that I could get out to Marburg. Just to test the engine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and... That. uh it wasn't worth letting you guys know about, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Well, I'm trying I'm to just run it out. I'm trying quick. to figure out this whole technique. Okay. So yeah, you should figure out exactly how to catch all the fish before you invite us down. Yeah, I got yeah, it. Exactly. That's a good plan. So you mean fishing without your buddies? Yeah. Yes. He that calls it technique. doing his homework. That's a technique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I've been figuring out how to catch white perch out there. I really want walleye or, or something else, but the white perch are biting and pretty aggressive, and it's starting to starting to figure it out. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm gonna have you guys out there soon. Once are you trolling for those as well? Or? Yeah, that was all trolling on the on the bottom bouncing rig with worm harness, which I was very surprised because I thought I'd just try to go out for walleye, but there's a lot. The population of white perch is pretty high at that lake. Yeah, and it's, a, it's yeah. a good bite. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't know. Yeah, but and they fight too. And I hear they taste pretty good. They do taste pretty good. But this past Sunday we were out, and uh, Dana and and our daughter were out on the pontoon boat and we were trolling and uh, the lake was packed. It was like Sunday afternoon. Fourth of July stuff. Yeah. I mean, just boats everywhere. And I'm, we have a 10 month old and I'm trying to fish at the same time. So that's already calling for a disaster. But uh, we're going around this one point and the point, the finger underwater gets shallow and you can't, it's all underwater, but it's pretty far off the tree line in the water edge. There's a place in California named Dana Point. Oh yeah? Nice. Just wanted to bring that. (laughs) This is the other one. So uh, we're going around this edge and all of a sudden both rods just go down real hard. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? You know, they're just going, they're not pulling drag, but they're just bent over. So I throw it in neutral real quick and we're still drifting the one rod just flies out of the rod holder. And I'm like, uh-oh, what do I do? And everybody on the boat's like, what's going on? I, th- I had my cell phone in my pocket, threw that on the one seat, and just dive in after this rod. Oh. Oh. And by the time I got in, and like the boat's still drifting away, and the other one's still bent over, and uh, the rod was on the bottom at like 20 foot of water. I'm, you know, I'm underwater, grab it, come back up. It's still here both rigs got hung up on, on this edge of this point and we're just hung up and just bent over. But 
Got oh, the rod man. back. Though. I thought you were going to tell me you had like a big old oh, fish on I it. Stay record. Yeah, I wish. Stay record but, rock shelf. But so I saved a rod. That's about all it's been been going on lately. So nice. Yeah. Been busy little beaver. There. Yeah, he sprung into action there. Yeah. I was worried. I did not want to lose that rod, but it wasn't anything. This isn't one of those instances where you had your uh, your GoPro running. No, unfortunately. Or are you just not sharing the film? No, it's it's not. I would love to see that. There yeah. is like when I fell in while we were wet waiting the other day. That you know, that's all. On oh, footage. there's some of that. Oh, no, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys went wet waiting the other day. Oh, we did. We could talk about that. We could. How did that go? It was good. Did you get an invite, Buck? Yeah, I, I had commitments. Oh, you should have been committed for not being there because yeah. it was amazing. It was good. Yeah, it was a good day. Um, I think the general consensus was that we didn't catch as many or as big a fish as we did last I, summer. I don't. But it was you know, our first outing. I don't necessarily think that's true. Like okay. Kyle uh, got into a well, big one. Well, yeah. All of us got like five and six yes. kind of fish. So, I mean, we've caught more, but that's pretty... That's a good day. That's a good average for everybody. Because yeah. sometimes one guy will catch that and the other guy will catch two. Or double digits or yeah. whatever, but there's always one guy doing whatever. But like... We're all we're pretty all even. Five and six fish, what, yeah. you know, across the board. So... Uh, I yeah, I thought about that. I was like, that's not that's not a terrible day. It seemed terrible. It's it seemed a, a we started off really slow. That's started off slow. What what's in your head about it being a terrible day? I didn't think it was terrible at all. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that, yeah. but it did start off slow, and and then uh, I I went absolutely cookie cutter Bananas. will fishing. <laughs> you know, like where like wow, four inch kayak all day long. You know, yeah, um, and I I didn't try top water. I didn't do anything, and then, uh, like I said, just it was very slow. And and then finally, Ryan's like three inch guy tech wheel, and it just sounded, that's how he sounded. I did say it just like that. <laughs> I ran out, and it was it was the certain weight of a jig too. I I'm not sure it was my smaller weight jig because yeah. I had. I don't want to say if it was a quarter ounce or an eighth ounce, but I had I ran out of those that size. I had like downsize. I had three in my box, and they only had a bigger size, and that did not work. Yeah, that was not right for the conditions at all. I, the the luck that I had was when I was downsizing everything. Yeah, yeah, with the exception of the hula stick, there was a time when I went up in size, threw on a hula stick, and I caught one on the first cast. And I'm like, oh, hula stick's turning on. It just happenstance because right. it was that was the only one on the hula stick. And catfish, you know, and his like catfishy yes prognostications. You guys are gonna want to throw pink today. Pink today, boys. And I don't. No, I think none he, of us had pink though. He's like the only person who has pink Z-Man. Well, now we know. It's good that he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I've never ever once, you know, he's kind of always kind of guided me. Hey, make sure you pick up that peanut and butter and jelly. It's going to be great. Why yeah. don't you pick up that chartreuse? And well, I mean, there's there's things that you hear, right? So if the water's really really clear, you want to use dark colors. That's where your peanut butter and jelly comes in. It's 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 got purples in it. Uh, the blacks are great. Uh, when it's a little murky, you want to go with something real natural. So you go with uh, the green pumpkins right. and a little bit of shad color. So it's got a little flash to it. And then the complete opposite side of the coin is clear water, uh, real bright day. You want bright colors. So you got your chartreuses and your whites. I, I've never heard pink. I don't think before I've ever that morning. seen pink. Yeah. And then he just whips out this picture and this massive bass yeah. hanging off the side of the mat. The bass is a, is this pink Z man. Didn't know they made it, but now it was a beautiful day. Make to sure you me. grab some on the way, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I've seen like the pink slash bubble gum zoom super flukes. And I've just never thought about even thinking about picking that. Yeah. I have a pack of those. I've never caught anything on them. And that's why I don't pick them up. Should have thrown them. I, I didn't morning. have it with me in the uh, wet waiting bag. You that's know. why you bring everything with you. I don't see how you guys can pack all that stuff. 
I always overpack my bag. Yeah, and I have that tendency. I have the dry case 10, which is like this kind of super little. That thing is so sweet. I've got a dry case bag. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. It's the big backpack one. I forget what the size is on that. I but, love mine. And and I use it on the regular. But when we're wet waiting, I, I need that 10. I said, I, I kind of remember saying that this is the one for wet waiting. Hey, good news. February's coming right around the corner. <laughs> and I know a couple guys that'll have a stand. Hopefully. Hopefully they come back. It'd be great. Anyway, I use the dry case 10. The only unfortunate part is that I pack it full, but then it takes me forever to like leaf through it all to find what I was thinking I should probably use. See, I only carry two trays, like of the 3,600 size uh, Plano trays. Mm -hmm. One is all hard baits. So the poppers, the whopper ploppers, the plugs, uh, jerk baits, crank baits type thing. The other one is all jigs and hooks and there's like a space where I can put packs of soft plastics mm-hmm. and there might be six or eight uh, packages of those. And that's it. That's pretty much all I carry. But, and you know, most of the time, other than color selection of soft plastics, I have the realm of everything to, to be able to, and that's what I carried when we were in New York for Soda's Point. Yeah. And luckily I had in it <laughs> what, what we needed for New York for Pike and right. for Bass up there. So, if, if you can get your stuff downsized and still have room for that six-inch plug with three treble hooks, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Every time we go out, I feel like I re-, I, I re... Every time we go out, I feel like I redo my gear. Right. I go through it again. And I try to downsize. I got to downsize. But here's what, I got to keep everything in reality, right? I got to do a little reality check because it's taken me 18 years of archery hunting to get my bag the way I want it. Like my archery bag, there's no messing with it. We can talk about it one day, what I've got, why I have it. But it's perfect. Downsized to perfection. I need to do that with my wet waiting gear. Right, right. But every time I do and I start to to add stuff, I'm like, well, what if I need this? What if I need that? You know, and I've got I've got crankbaits. Why do I need a deep diving square bill crankbait to go wet waiting? Yeah. You don't. I don't. But as soon as I go to take it out, I'm like, well, there's a chance I might throw it. <laughs> you never know. What if DK's got one? And I fell in a hole back there. It might yeah. be deep enough to run that. <laughs> we there saw were, Kyle go up to his chin in water. That's how deep some of these seven, holes There were definitely holes that I could have used that crankbait in. And Kyle was standing in most of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I need to go through the bag. The other thing that I think happened to me, I bought a bunch of stuff for Canada that I thought I might use. Uh-huh. And now I know I'm never going to use. I ended up using all my Kytex and four inch paddle tails and blah, 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 and Z man. All you that go, stuff works up yeah. there too. And I just fretted and I bought a whole bunch of stuff that, and, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know when I'm ever going to use it. So anyway, you fall back on that throw what you know. Yeah. I'll get it yeah. all out. And, and I mean, that's really why I only have like six to eight bags of plastics. I mean, other than, again, other than color selection, it's it's what I like to use. It's nothing, you know, it's some Ned rigs, it's some paddle tails, it's some tubes. But it was fun to get back out on the water. And here's where I want you to, to, to just keep it in check, though, Will. If you compare where we ended the season last summer into the fall to this past week, there's a, there's a pretty good difference in the quality and the numbers of fish that we were catching. Right. Right. So this was our first excursion. It's just getting ready to kick off. One thing that I couldn't figure out, and each fish was different, if I'm throwing upstream, across, or downstream. I caught fish every way. So the presentation of, and it was the same bait, it got to be the Kytec that was, I caught most of the fish, I think 90% of the fish. And it was every presentation of like, you know, is it going across current? Is it going down current? Is it going up current? That was kind of bothering me. I didn't know how to approach different holes 
or some eddy marks or some ripples with how to toss the bait. And and it no matter which way it kind of worked, but to you know to key in on it. They weren't exactly where they were last year. I I you know I mean like I had some uh go-tos, you know, where uh, the top and the bottom of the islands, you know, top yeah. of the stream, yeah. the bottom of the stream where the, it's kind of slack water. Um, even though, like, they just weren't there. They weren't, like... And some of that goes, I think, to the water levels, right? We, we yeah, we hunted. We fished this exact we same... We actually, when you're wet waiting, you're more... You're you are hunting. hunting. You're That's hunting true. fish. Absolutely. You got to read the... You have to read the river and you target them. So, yeah, it is very similar. But... Um, we put we, on a bash drive. We fished this exact same spot <laughs> last year. And, I mean, that water was up, I actually am willing to say, almost a foot over where it was at when we fished it last year. Sure. So the difference is going to be, and, and I know Catfish has, has emphasized this to us, it's like when that river drops, it forces the fish into the deeper holes. So it's like they, it, they congregate more. So if they've got more water to swim in, they're going to be spread out and they're not going to be in these little pockets. Congressional. Congressional pockets. If you will. It was a uh, definitely a fantastic day out. It was good to, to be out on the river again. My son appreciated it. He came along. He did pretty time. well too. Yeah. He, I think I, he did better than he did last year, right? He tried to swim uh, back yeah. upstream because when you turn to come back to the vehicles, it was... Uh, it was rough. Right? <laughs> it was a grind. It it was a workout uh, to get back up. And he at one point said, "Here, hold my rod. I think it's more efficient to try to swim <laughs> b- upstream." <laughs> that lasted for all of about thirty seconds. Yeah. And then he stood up and said, "That's not more efficient." You got to. Tr- I mean, you got to experiment. Oh yeah, we had a good time. He's learning. So Bucky, yeah, what have you been up to? Huh. I've been climbing mountains. Not climbing. really. Not like you got out of the water. Not like Golden Colorado Mountains or anything. But like you got that. out of the water, went to the woods. Are you Appalachian High? Uh, close to Appalachian. So, well, I guess we are in the Appalachians. So you might want to rephrase right on, that. Uh, <laughs> darn near on smack dab in the smack middle. dab on top of the Appalachians. Uh, Will mentioned something this past week, and. I happened to buy into it 100%, and he said, you know, I'm going to treat this year prepping for deer hunting like we treat the Great American Outdoor Show. All right. So you're going to give it the business. It's business this year. And uh, because this little parcel of land that we've been blessed to have the opportunity to not only hunt on, but to, to, to actually not experiment, but to put everything that we've learned into action. Sure. And it has some unique terrain and it, it changes. You were up there. You came out with us, you and Hunter and with Will and I on, but Will yeah. and I decided that we're going to make this a business and we're going to do it right. And we're uh-huh. going to hit it full force and not let it sneak the season sneak up on us like last year. So therefore, Choices are being made. And- I, I don't think it snuck up on us last year, but I think we we dipped our toe in. Like this year, it's going to, you know, it's full. It's a little bit more full bore. Well, like, I heard. To be fair. I, I heard a lot about this property last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the outings you guys had, the sightings, the opportunities, the the connections that you guys made. And it sounds like a great place. Mm-hmm. So I was actually... Really looking forward to an opportunity to go up and take a look at it. Let me just say, did not disappoint. I did. I needed you. I needed you on this one. Yeah, you guys talked about you know what you had up there, and Will said, you know, there's another section of the property we need to go take a look at, and he looked at it a little bit last year, and and he wanted to get another perspective, another set of eyes on it. So I was like, you know what? I've got some time. I've got eyes. I've got eyes. Let's do this. Um, so I tug along, and I came up with you boys, and uh, you've got a nice little honey hole going on up there. Yeah. Yeah. And 
and what you've what you've done with it up until this point is is great. I mean, the way that you've got some things set up, uh, and your cameras are out there now, so you're getting an inventory of what's around, what you should be looking forward to. It's it's going to pay off, and I, you keep doing a, it's putting a shame. in the effort. It's going to pay. It's off. a shame if we don't put in the effort. It's a shame if we don't mm-hmm. shoot. It's a shame if we don't make sure that everything's where it needs to be because we not everybody has it'll be disrespectful it's downright disrespectful downright <laughs> i mean we especially in pennsylvania to have have this gift i mean this part this kind of land and it's close to home I, I, I mean it's comparable to other people but i'm saying we we it's private property and and we've been lucky. Yeah, but if to, you guys can go in and trim stuff, and you guys can like, you know, right? We can cut, work. I it. can't do that on my the property I have permission for. I can't, you know, I can put down, you know, some supplements. I can't do anything to the fields. I can't create a food plot. So if you guys have that, that opportunity, that's that's pretty awesome. And we're able to go walk it on a weekly basis. Like we we found water sources we that we wouldn't have found if we hadn't been out there that day i don't think uh we well, what you're what you're doing is you're putting into effect all of the stuff that we talk about right like you've got a property you're you're quasi familiar with it in a way you've hunted it before you're comfortable everything's great but if you put boots on the ground when it isn't directly impacting your hunting you know take the time put in the effort find the trails find the new spots find the sign you guys are doing that now and you're putting into practice the things that we talk about on this podcast. And I think this year and in the future, it's going to pay off for you guys. Maybe, maybe nobody connects with the giant buck on that property, but I promise you compared to what happened last from, from last year to this year, the effort you're putting in, if nobody connects, somebody's going to see a monster. Yeah. And maybe it's okay. We got to make one more move in the chess game, and next yeah. year he'll yeah. be in the truck. Yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful that some big things are going to happen this year for us out of there. And I don't mean big buck things necessarily, but in general. Oh yeah, there's. I, 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 I I'm anticipating a lot to talk about. I'm anticipating that myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Awesome to hear you guys talk about. It. Yeah, we it, are getting close to time. No. I'd love to talk about this property to, ad nauseum, but uh, we have to get to a little segment we like to call "Better the Hunt Topic Hat." I love this part, guys. Yeah, this is Ooh. this is where we kind of sounds like it's a shaking. It's it a shaking. Deaky's got her rolling. Okay, guys, pulled out a topic, and the Better the Hunt Topic Hat says, "Go to betterthehunt.com." Early fishing memories. Oh boy. I will go first. Told you this would be a good one. Because I knew it. I just had a conversation with my dad two days ago about one of my first fishing memories because I kind of relived it in a way um, on Tuesday with my son. I remember being probably 10 or 11 years old. My dad bought a flat bottom canoe which is still, I have access to that. We can take it out this weekend if y'all want to. But I still have that, this flat bottom canoe from when I was about 10 or 11. We went out to Pincho. My dad caught, at the time, I could only imagine, the biggest fish I've ever seen. It was a giant catfish that we caught at Pincho, and we took it. Bigger, it. bigger than yours? Well, it was probably not. But probably not. I, I like to let my dad feel good about himself. I'm like, it was the biggest cat. It was state record. We just didn't weigh it in, but it was, it was probably a big channel cat. Um, but I remember that we took it and put it in a cooler, bought a bag of ice into the water to try to keep this thing alive. I mean, catfish were pretty resilient, right? We kept this fish alive and we took it to a pond just down the road from our house and released it on this farm pond. And we fished in that farm pond every day for the rest of the summer trying to catch that fish again because we had so much fun catching it on Pincho. And we never did. Story didn't really pay off at the end, but... 
Yeah, you had me hooked until the end, and you must have a barbless hook on there. A lot like your dad did, that catfish. That catfish. (laughs) But I I actually just told that story, or relived that story with my dad the other day. Yeah, because Hunter caught his catfish then with catfish. With catfish. At Pinchot? No. No, this was at Lake Mead. Oh, on your hooky day. Yeah. We can get into that, but we probably don't have have time. I didn't know about it. I wasn't, I didn't play hooky. Sorry, Brad. I had an appointment. It certainly wasn't an early fishing memory. No. That was (laughs) was like early early in the morning. (laughs) But you know, it's it's funny that your earliest fishing memory was a catfish as well. Yeah? How about you, bud? I, I... I didn't personally catch this. Um, I was on the boat when we, with my two of my uncles and my cousin, and we had broken away from the rest of the family. We had always camped out at Table Rock Lake uh, for a week, and we'd spend the time boating and just spending time with the family. And uh, in the morning, the uncles would go out fishing in the morning and whatnot. But we happened to be fortunate enough, my cousin and I, to go out with my two uncles to go check the trot line. Trot lines are legal out there. And for those of you locally who may not know what a trot line is or ever fish it, it's, it's a line of hooks that you string from one under submerged tree to another. And it's trot, T R O T, right? Trot line. Yes. Not like a trout. Not like a trout. I've always thought it was trout line. Like I've, you know, everybody knows the song. I always thought it was, you're going to you catch catfish on a trout line? On a trout line. Yeah. And you like <laughs> put a couple rocks in the middle or, or a third through and, right. and a third through from each you end to skin keep it down. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget uh, them running that. And, you know, you start at one end and you run it like you would a net. And it, a net? It was, <laughs> it's kin to Jocelyn feelings. Um, but, uh, and we, they said, oh, you know, they said, oh, it's heavy, but it, oh, it might be the rock. Next thing you know, it's a, we come across a huge old snapping turtle. I think it was the first time I've ever seen a snapping turtle that big, you know. Nice. Like a, you know, like a manhole type cover. In my eyes back then it was. Mm-hmm. But just when we thought, oh, you know, oh, that must have been the turtle and we're coming up to the rock. Uh-uh. The rock moved? The rock, not only did it move, it moved and it. Pulled the boat with it. It was a thirty. Gave you the people's elbow. Thirty pound catfish. Oh, the rock. The, the rock. Wow. It was a thirty pound catfish. That's pretty awesome. It, it. Yeah. I mean, I. You'd want to talk about wide eyed and mouth drop and like. Whoa. You were yeah, like, can you smell the catfish? What the rock? <laughs> it's cooking. But <laughs> story short, went home, fed the entire. Family, a fish fry. You did have it then. Oh yeah, nice. we ate it. Oh, so good. That's awesome. So they, good. So I mean, it was family memories. It was a good food, and it just, just the whole impression that that left on me is like, golly, you know that. Yeah. I wonder what that'd feel like on a rod, and that that whetted my beak to to try it someday. Yeah. Would do you have like an early memory of where you caught a fish, or is it? Other than it's kind of been not really be, until early memory, what when I was in my thirties, you know, when I was catching, started to really seriously fish. Um, but then those memories came one after another, you know, where catching crappie, You're and still learning. catching them, yeah, those memories. But not not young, not like I remember catching a bluegill once or twice, but I that was on my own with a worm and don't fall in where you're where you're. Life fest when you're down at that dock, you know, just nobody teaching me. So it wasn't really fun. I mean, I didn't have a memory to share with anybody, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. Right. So. I I mean, if I could segue, it, you know, those early, early fish for me uh, were absolutely sunfish, you know. Yeah. Just so having bobber, bobber and a worm being, you know, I don't even know. A strike you know. indicator. First grade, kindergarten, second grade, you know, like hanging out with catfish. You know, there's a little pond uh, that we would, you know, it's a little hike, but you never thought about it. You were going fishing, right? You know, you just and uh, it was just 
bluegill all day long. Little seven-year-old get, catfish. <laughs> when you get tired. Let me tell you about this wobber blubber. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good seven-year-old catfish. In the future. For the record. Yeah. You don't want to isolate that and save it for later. <laughs> or put that in the time capsule. Or he beats us all up for it. <laughs> well, that'll be that too. Um, that, uh, yeah, we just, we would fish. And when we got tired of fishing around that little pond, we'd skip rocks. And, uh, you know, and my mom would take us down and make sure we had what we needed. And uh, I I just, I think I remember just catching on to, you know, I don't remember my mom like, ho- like, hovering over me too much, uh, you know, like bait and hooks or anything like that. I think we were able to catch on pretty quick and, uh, but just, I just remember sunfish for days. It was kind of an old farm pond that, you know, that the farm had been, you know, uh, wasn't there anymore. It was kind of, uh, gave way to a little bit of development. I feel like you might've had some some of your snake fears may have started around that pond. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I, we had a stream just off to the side of that, that that paralleled the, that pond. And we played all day long in that stream. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I know for a fact, you know, I, I can probably, I can't say for certain, but I can vaguely, I've either had weird dreams about that place or actually seeing some snakes, but I mean, we were literally just so small when we were there. Knee high to a grasshopper. All the, all but a grasshopper. Well, I guess that leaves Deaky. Where are you at, bud? Where are your memories? Um, I have two that are pretty strong. I know it was like the earliest. But like- I used to make my own lures and pitch them <laughs> at bluefish. <laughs> no. Um, so I was born into a family that had a yacht club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll skip that story. No, uh, we we were members at a at a private. It was a private lake. Like it was just a. It right, wasn't right. Wasn't that lifetime members? Yeah. So go yeah. on. It no, was a fly-in. It wasn't even like close to the size of Lake Mead. Like it was like half the size of that. And it was you could only have electric trolling motors on the boats that were there, and like. It was it was very small, but they had a swimming area and a dock. And I just remember, like you said, catching bluegills all day. Like I remember, like like mom would be like, "Here's like here's the thing of worms, or some bread, or some like cheese, or something, you know, whatever." And then you got to come back at lunchtime. You got to come back to like the blanket at the it swimming area. It was probably area. blue cheese. <laughs> it wasn't even like American. Like it's craft. It was Velveeta. But you could you could do Velveeta on a trouble you could, really not yeah. like they spent more on their cheese. Oh, yeah, it no, was no, blue no. Velveeta. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, I do remember like gut hooking a, a sunny and like running up to the lifeguard at the swimming area and be like, I can't get this unhooked. I can't get this unhooked. And like the guy was just like, he was um, I I'm not here to like take care of you fishing. I'm here to like be a lifeguard. Like leave me alone. But. Yeah. This fish's life is in jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it's just it's just stuff like that, you know, going just being let loose around a fishing area. That lead to your hatred of men. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no hatred of anybody, bud. Oh gotcha. <laughs> can not being a Pennsylvania boy though, can I ask you three Pennsylvania yeah. boys a specific early memory fishing question yep. since we're on it. Trout fishing, first day. Tell me, since I didn't grow up in it, and and I obviously have such an underappreciation of the trout fishery here in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your guys's early early I mean, trout day, like that opening day, like it's buck season. Like that's that still like blows me away. Yeah, even before, like long before we got that flat bottom John boat and or flat bottom canoe that I still have. Um, before any of that, it was trout fishing. And that first day of trout was, it was something special. I mean, we got up super early, went for breakfast. I had a little, little guy fishing vest. Um, did you have waders that were like as tall as you? No, because we fished from the bank. Okay. But I also remember it was the covered bridge by Messiah College outside of Mechanicsburg. Yeah. And what I remember the most is glass mason jars with minnows. 
Okay. And we used Do minnow. Do you have like the one with like a string on it too? Like through the cap? No. This was okay. like glass. Yeah. Actual jars. heavy glass. Yeah. Heavy gauge glass. Yeah. Okay. Like I think we just finished the jelly in it the night before. <laughs> type mason jar. It's and basically sardines. Right. I also remember using it like a seine net. Yes. Not a crazy one. It was in, <laughs> it was insane, but using the, the, the seine net or the minnow net, um, oh, it was sane. and it kicking was up minnows and catching them to put in these mason jars. Oh, nice. And we would, uh, we had like a weird little minnow rig, kind of like the, that mullet rig. It's kind of like that mullet rig where you would put it down in through the mouth of the minnow and come out through the vent hole. <laughs> and it was, it wasn't a treble hook. It was we a double that hook. a hind in. Yeah, it was the vent. Hindquarters. Yeah, but you would go into that piece. Anyway, Yeah. Um, fishing minnows, and we would have a little tub of nightcrawlers. I remember it was like a cardboard box, but it was hard-sided cardboard box hmm. that we had the minnows in, or the earthworms in. Nice. I haven't done it in a million years, but seining minnows is like the most satisfying thing I think a man can do. We also, you catch other stuff too, not just the minnows. Like you catch some crayfish, you catch, like you can see. Like I made, I made a saying that. Different fry. Yeah. Like the, the, the macro and vertebrates too, that are under the rocks. It. You pick I all those it. up. Like you see like the, the mayfly larva and nymphs, stuff like that. When you, when you're saying for minnows. Anyway, <laughs> thanks guys. I mean, I, the minute, like saying for a minute, like you just set up the net. Yeah. And, and you, do a minnow drive. Yep, you do a little minnow drive. You guys are kicking <laughs> rocks up. You're just you're causing, you're stirring up the, the water. Things can't see very far. That's how I learned what a fall fish is. And you get to those minnow nets. You get to the end, you pull it up, both of you, you know, you and your buddies pull it up, and it's just yeah. Fish flying everywhere, you know, flapping everywhere. And uh, it is super satisfying. I can't describe it uh, other than that. Like, it's just, and, and then you know if you did a good job by a hundred fish or yeah. whatever you yeah, end yeah. up kicking up. Um, back to Phil's question, though. It's trout, for me, uh, was super special because uh, my grandparents lived on a, a trout fishery. Uh a very, very popular one um, in uh, central PA. It's called Yellow Creek. And I think there's a couple of Yellow Creeks. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a small one that feeds into the Juniata. Uh, and it, it's in Loisburg, PA. And uh, it's also the same area that my other side of the family, on my dad's side, would come to that creek as well. So I was never far from my grandma's, you know, or during the first day of trout. So we'd, I'd either spend the night there or we'd stay in a tent or we'd stay in a, a truck. Um, we're, and we were always there super early uh, and, and ready to go. And, and way before, uh, way before <laughs> first light. Like, did you guys even sleep the night before? Like, I, oh, barely. It's, it's like Christmas morning. Yeah, man. that's like, see, this barely. is the feel that I wanted to get. Like, I, I for for me, I wasn't allowed to go until I was eight. And okay. Like, for like at at the, with the family at the cabin, and like I went trout fishing like to the derbies and stuff with dad, like you know pond, but like going up to like Perry County, the rite of passage. Yeah, trip. I had to be eight years old because I could more or less you know air quotes of take care of myself while while I'm with everybody else at the cabin. And uh, I remember I went with my my great uncle. He was like the head of the cabin at that time. And uh, it, my grandma was one of 12. So it was her, her side, her brothers, their, um, their cabin. And uh, I went over to my, my great uncle's house, and uh, he handed me a nine-foot fly rod with a push-button reel. Okay. Okay, so it's one of those automatic reels. So, and this isn't like your ultra-light, like nice, like three-weight fly rod. This is a cane pole of a fly rod. It wasn't cane, but it was a solid... South Bend fly rod mm -hmm. and nine foot. You know, I'm eight years old and I have a nine foot fly rod. And nice. he's like, he's like, okay, this is what we do, you know. And he, this is how he always catch trout. He would use corn, worms, power bait, and 
bread. Yeah. So, a little bit of bread sometimes. That's a big hook. In that order. One, no. <laughs> it's those like a baits, Thanksgiving meal. He, he'd use one of those baits and he on a fly rod though. Trout cornucopia. So he would just, you know, and the reason for the fly rod is you just loop cast it upstream and drift it back down. So there'd be like, you know, an eight foot piece of line off the, off the fly line and uh, a split shot and like a size 10 hook. And that's pretty much it. And in my, in his backyard, he showed me how to use this fly rod. And, you know, that morning came like two weeks later was, you know, we're up at the cabin Friday night, you know, it's all excitement. Cause you know, at the cabin with all the, all the guys and, uh, grandma was there, um, and some of the other ladies and, you know, first morning comes 8am, you know, everybody's around this stream catching fish, you know, my great uncle, like I'm probably at like five fish and like it was eight at that time. Wow. And, uh, he, I remember it was like 10 o'clock and he's like, here, put this one in your bag, you know, cause he like got hooked one and he already had his limit, you know, and he was just filling up my limit then too. But yeah, that's, that's a lot of like, that was you know, and we still go up there now. Like it's still a couple of my cousins, a couple of my, like some of my other, other distant cousins that are all up there from that same generation of family or from that same family tree. that still go up. So that's awesome guys. That limb. Thank, yeah. thank you guys for going further and talking about trout season with me. I, I, I missed that. And I, I envy you guys having that first day, that deer season, We'll get you out there this year, bud. Yeah, man. You know, maybe maybe yeah. someday I'll, I'll maybe catch I'll even on. pay for your trout stamp this year. You might I, have to. We'll, He's we'll not spending them for the we'll record. Collect, uh... For the record, <laughs> Uncle Buck buys a trout stamp every year, regardless if he even targets trout or not. I really? do. I do. Okay. Yeah. I know if we had to pass a collection plate to no. get you a <laughs> trout stamp this year. No. I you know I, there is a maybe I don't have I don't have kids. Not maybe I don't have kids. Uh, there is a certain amount of that that kind of lost its luster over the years. In in all honesty, I can't say I get super fired up for trout like I do bass, or uh, you know. But watching you guys talk about it, though, you can see the little kid in each one of your guys's eyes. Like yeah. that took you guys back. It does come. It it does come with uh, youth and with kids because. While it might not be the first day, you talk to Addie, and she's going to tell you about the the kids fishing derby that's at Lattimore, and she gets to help load the fish in the water from the the trucks. The trucks come that morning at at seven thirty. Fishing starts at eight. They help net net the fish, drop them in, and then they're catching them. And you know, it's not. I mean, most of us are fishing stocked trout anyway, but. Um, it's it's an adventure for her, so she'll remember that kind of stuff too. Uh, I do, I do love it. I mean, there's something about that time of year with the the water being so cold and so yeah. crisp, and a lot of times clear. Um, that morning always seems to be cold. Like that first morning, it doesn't like, seem that way. It, it is just cold. is, yeah, it just is <laughs> definitely. No, I just I I there is a mystique to that, and sometimes it's just you know it's that blurry time in the weather where uh warms up during the day mm-hmm. you know and it but it's real cold at night so you get the steam and the you yeah know, the the mist coming off off the water and uh there's nothing you know there's nothing like it and and it can be hit or miss fishing can be terrible or it could be just amazing and, right yeah you know and some guys always have the luck and other guys never seem to catch on and it's a, it's a, uh, it's just a gigantic. Which guy is Stevie? I wonder. He'll huh. fish. It. Does, I don't think he cares. I mean, like he'll fish <laughs> and pitch like at a stick, thinking it's a trout, you know. And I don't like. He just he's fishing. That's Will the, they're rising over here? Like no, I didn't. There's no fish over there, bud. Use my glasses. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, Steve. I got my cast master. I'm ready. <laughs> I, he's he's come full circle. You know, I, I when I'm I was doing it because he's not here. Right, right. Yeah, you gotta bust a little bobber. Um, whenever you can get it in. I think he'd get his feelings hurt if we didn't. I would hope. But I rem- like he, I fished with him 
real young, you know, for Trout in particular. And him and Neil Young. Neil Young. Yeah. Steven Stills. <laughs> Holden Stills. Uh <laughs> yeah. All those guys were great trout fishermen. Yeah. Now anyway, kidding. Uh Stevie and I fished quite a bit for trout and he like a he's come like he's the guy I go to whenever I, I need any kind of you know he's my trout guy, you know what I mean? Like uh I have other relatives that are great with trout. They they do fly fishing. Uh things like that, but um you know, Stevie just he's he's the man. He's going to go he fishes all the time. It really doesn't matter what it is. He's just he's pitching. He's he, pitching lures. He's pitch So, I don't know. I'm super and he proud. Won't stop. No. I'm so proud of that dude. Catfish is the same way. The guy he's the machine and uh you know, 500 times the fisherman I'll ever be. So, yeah. And it, like growing up with those guys and then to now, uh, yeah, night and day. Not night and day, but like you could see it. If you were there, you could see that develop, you know. But I never would have thought Stevie would be, you know, the, the outdoorsman he is. Catfish, you could. You knew it from the beginning. That's <laughs> inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you heard he, it was two copperheads. <laughs> Well, I think we uh, we definitely did that one some justice. Amen. From I your think. topic hat. The better the hunt topic hat, that is. Guys. Good, good time, fellas. Good time. A lot going on oh, this summer. Some, there's some things coming up. Got some cool stuff coming up. As always, uh, just thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. We got some jerky we're hawking. I was just going to say. Oh, this, yeah. Head all over this. to, to uh, was it mfjerky.com? Mm-hmm. And use the promo code JerkyPursuits15 to get 15% off your entire order. Yeah. Also, check them out because they have a new shipping deal. It's cheaper. They reduce their price on it. Yeah, it's it's a lot better deal than what they had. It's awesome. And so. in addition to the jerky, they have some delicious meat sticks, too, for to offer out yeah, there, I'm, too. So I'm hung I'm, up on those. Those are, like, the best... Sh- don't tell everybody. I'm not going to be able to get them now. Yeah. Well, they can keep eating Slim Jims because I'm going to eat these. Yeah. 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 And the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the coffee. My I, wife actually wash saw all them that good jerky at, down. Uh, my, my wife actually saw them at the local market, the farmer's market, and taste tested her coffee and said it was delicious. So we need to order a bag. Oh, you'll be putting that in a French press at your house, won't you? Oh, of course. All right. I yes. wouldn't expect anything. <laughs> no, we have the cheapest coffee maker ever. It's We're not that special on coffee. All right. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And anytime going forward that we can find uh, a company that is willing to put forth a little bit of value that we can pass on to you guys, we're going to do it. So appreciate uh, Moses Family Jerky for stepping up and doing that. But also, it's a company that we believe in, and we use their product. Absolutely. So, Guys. Yes, sir. How can they find us? They can find us at rutandriverpursuits.com. And, of course, the podcast itself can be heard on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox. Be sure to check us out on all the social media outlets. Outlets. Facebook, Instagram, (laughs) Twitter. Twitter. Just search... Rutten River Pursuits, of course the uh, YouTube. Of course, the YouTube channel is uh, Rut and River Pursuits podcast. Podcast. Check out all the goings on there, and as I always say, make sure you find us individually. Check stuff out. We like to share it across the board, but everybody's always got something going on. So our two bucks blowing up. I heard that's what I heard, and that Steve Miser. Yeah, look out! Look out! That guy. <laughs> Pass through archery is doing something special this week. Oh, true. true. Yeah, he's been posting more. Yeah, been trying. I mean, that guy's been trying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. All right. We'll see you. See you soon. Peace. Appreciate y'all. Reagan Wheeler. That was pretty cool. Kind of behind you, but you can see uh, Denver down to like the city. Like the, the skyline, mm-hmm. so it's pretty awesome. Sunshine state, yeah. But uh, it was a nice, 
We, we landed. <laughs> yeah, it's not it at all. But uh, we landed. It was 97 degrees. I thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier. <laughs> John Denver is not accurate. Man. <laughs> Well, I guess that leaves Deaky. Where are you at, bud? Where are your members? Um, I have two that are pretty strong. I know it was like the earliest. But like, I used to make my own lures and pitch them <laughs> at Bluefish. <laughs> no. Um, so I was born into a family that had a yacht club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll skip that story. No.